financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome back to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Hello. Hi, you're still with me? That's great. I'm still with you. I'm not completely numb, but we are talking about uh, the stock market right now and your 401ks and what to do if you're losing money or, you know, when you should decide to do something. Yeah. So, you know, whenever this happens, Jess, when the the market is in a tailspin, right now we have in the news all the time, cryptocurrency has taken a dive. You know, that was like, that was the, the, the cryptocurrency was going to come in with their cape and all the people who had no idea about really how to invest could buy crypto cheap, trade it, wasn't it fun, make a ton of money, and some people have. But right now we have a kind of a scary situation with crypto, yeah, and tanked. this market's no different. Yeah, a lot of the different companies have tanked. I don't really understand cryptocurrency at all, but I did read a bunch of stuff about a bunch of different companies going down massive amounts. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean... We could get into the whole world of cryptocurrency as well, but it's cryptocurrency. It's it's a it's air, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. We're, it's, it, but so is our dollar, Jeff. So is our dollar. It's not backed on gold or right. silver or any precious metal anymore. When we get into trouble, what do we do? We print more. Gee, if only it worked that way in our in our lives. You go to the grocery store, you can't quite pay your bill. You say, "Wait, wait, I got a piece of paper here." But again, as we always come back to the psychology, I feel a lot better holding a dollar than like it just being out in the air somewhere. Sure, but the psychology of cryptocurrency is it's fun. It's like a gamble. It's a trade. You get to see it move. You know, mm, it's yeah. cutting it. It's the psychology behind all of this stuff. This is what we do. We play with our money. That's what we do. Okay. <laughs> So if we're not wanting to play with our money, the kinds of things that seem to appear when or arise when whenever the market is in uh, turmoil, I get all these calls from people saying things like, oh, my gosh, I've been thinking about, you know, I, what, how am I going to leave my kids my money if it keeps going down? I don't know if I'm going to have enough to live on. And, and then that brings up all kinds of things like I I want to leave my money to my children, but I've got this one child who's, you know, just awful with money. What am I going to do? You know, so how do I protect myself now? And how do I protect the next generation? Mm-hmm. It's possible. And so there are lots of things you can do, but one place that can be a bit of a nightmare here. So what we just talked about was 401ks. IRAs follow similar guidelines. You still have the 59 and a half rule, like if you take the money out before you're 59 and a half, you get a penalty from the IRS. But your IRAs, you can roll easily. You don't need an in-service transfer. You can just say, I don't like the way my IRA is performing, make a change within it, or roll it someplace else and not pay a tax on it, right? Move it laterally. One of the places that becomes a real problem for people is the non-qualified accounts. And what I mean by that is you started saving money in mutual funds by, by, just as an example, just by contributing on a weekly basis or you move some money from a sale of a house into an account. Well, it, you can't just create an IRA like that, right? It's somewhere and it's probably taxable. If you're getting a, a 1099 on it at the end of the year that says this is how much interest you earned, mm-hmm. that's probably a non-qualified account. Now, the danger in non-qualified accounts is that you might not only be losing money in the market, but you may be paying a lot of tax on it every time your broker sells a stock to move it to something else in the hopes of making your financial picture better, you may be getting capital gains 
right? So you're getting all, so you're getting hit from all sides right now. Mm-hmm. And where that gets tricky for people is when they get very close to retirement. So now you're getting close to retirement, you're taking these losses. And you don't have a way to make it up. You don't have time to make it up, really. That's right. That's right. So what can you do about that? So again, I mean, you know, we we do have half an hour to talk about this but stuff. Besides but cry, you mean? Yes, besides cry. Definitely besides cry. Okay. Okay. So, so what can you do? Well, one of the things you can do is you can look at it and say, I'm tired of getting these tax statements. Uh, I still want decent earnings, but there must be some way to change this. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't just take, you know, a, a chunk of money, let's say it's $100,000 just to be easy, and just turn it into an IRA. The government frowns on that, right? <laughs> but, but you can sort of mitigate uh, what you're feeling as a tax bomb. Okay. So, And the way you could do that, there's a couple of things you could do. One thing you could do is you could move that money into something that turns it into tax-free growth, as well as tax-free income in the future. And the reason I don't get specific about these things on the air is because there's a lot to be specific about. And so I just like to get these ideas out to people so they can start thinking about, gee, you know, I did just get all those statements, those 1099s, and I had to pay taxes on all that stuff, and I'm still losing money. What am I paying a broker for? Which is what people say to me. What am I paying this person for? Mm -hmm. I'm losing money and I'm getting taxed. So there are ways in some cases to move this into a tax-free kind of an account where it grows tax-free and can even produce tax-free income for you. Okay. Now, that could be incredibly valuable for somebody who's going to earn enough income at retirement that their Social Security income is now going to be taxed. Another one of those lovely things nobody tells you about. So, So if you have so much in your 401k, then they're taking money out of your Social Security as well? Once you start taking income from it, yes. If your income is above a certain limit, and it's not that high, if your income is above a certain limit, your Social Security, up to 85% of your Social Security, welcome to the middle class folks, uh, will get taxed. And, and people don't see it coming. Mm. So they, they get those Social Security estimates online, and they say, oh, I'm going to have this, and then I'm going to have this income from my retirement. Right. And then, bam, they retire, and all of a sudden their Social Security, 85% of it got taxed at a regular rate. The government saying, finds a way to take money from everything, don't they? You really have to have a coach in your corner if you're going to head this stuff off at the path. Yeah. So you could move it to something that's tax-free. That would lower your taxable income, which is what the Social Security taxes is figured on, and possibly avoid the tax on your Social Security thereby raising your income in from all corners, which might well compete with what you think you're getting in your taxable account that you're taking a lot of risk on or moderate risk on. So that might be a way of correcting that problem. And then also, yeah, I, I'm just trying to give you so much in one thing if I can, but so that's one thing you could do. You could also take advantage of the kind of account I was just talking about where you could move it to safety still get growth linked to the market, but not have the downside potential. Again, you're not going to get all the growth. If the market goes up 20%, you're not going to get 20%. You might get 8 you might get 10 whatever the contract that you're in you know, offers. But you don't have to keep making up for losses. And as we've gone over many times, if you lose 10% in your account, mm-hmm. you need to make more than 10% just to get back to zero. Right. So Wasn't it 9%? Like it was 1, 1% off somewhere. If, yeah, if you have $100,000 and you lose 10%, you lost 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Now you're down to 90000 
If you're only working with 90000 and you make 10%, you only made nine grand back. Right. So losses can be very costly for people. And then last but not least, I would say one of the benefits of taking control of your money this way, of actually saying, I want to understand better how I'm going to make money in the market, not lose money when I don't want to be, pay as little in taxes as I can, and oh, by the way, pass this to the next generation if I plan to, you can, utilizing some of these products I'm talking about, you can uh, basically, I hate to say this phrase, but basically control your money from the grave without the expense of a trust in many cases, in most cases. So for people who think, oh, I have to have a trust, this is really complicated, then the whole tax thing works in, how am I going to deal with that? Some of these ideas I'm telling you about come with these sort of added bells and whistles where we can attach a certain form to it uh, that says, yes, I'm going to leave this money to my kids, but remember that kid we talked about that's really terrible with money? Mm -hmm. We're going to say this is how they're going to get it. They're going to get it over five years. They're going to get it monthly for 10 years, whatever they're going to do. This is how they're going to be able to access this money. And it's done with one form. So it's not a replacement for a trust. If you really need a trust, that's another story. But I hope this is sort of a crash course for people who are losing money in the market right now, who are really upset about it. You don't have to, you don't have to take this anymore, yeah. right? And you I think a lot of people are going through it, especially, like I said, I just, just was talking to my sister about this this week. Well, Tell her to call me. You know, it's, <laughs> exactly. it's amazing. Once you stop the bleeding and you stop the future losses, but you still participate in market gains, then you can make up for some things. You can, it's the tortoise and the hare. Mm-hmm. It's always exciting to see that your account went up 20%. But wasn't it a couple of months ago we were talking about, I was saying, this isn't going to stay, people. So right. Don't hang it. You're saying the market's hot. The market's hot. I don't want to move anything. Look at all the money I made. Uh, because it, it's cyclical. It's going to do this. And right now, you know, with inflation added on, people are hurting. They're feeling the pain of this. So take control, put on your brave self and, you know, your brave hat and open that statement and do something about it. Okay. And people can call you again, your phone number. 413-773-3333. And visit you at HugYourMoney.com. We have a couple of extra minutes and I did have, we talked about uh, doing this. I'm just throwing this at you on the spot. Um, I got a couple of listener questions in if you have time to answer them real quick. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, my first one is from Kim in Chesterfield. And I think we talked about this previously on a show, but I wanted to give her the right answer. Um, she went car shopping to get a new car, got approved for the financing, but then the, the dealership kind of tried to do some bait and switch where they told her it was going to be one amount and then the payment was when she went to sign the paperwork, the, it was like, oh, we forgot. The, the amount was way different. So she sure. walked. She said, forget it. But she said, you know, now I'm going to go somewhere else. But my credit takes a dip every single time. And I thought I remembered you saying something about there was like a 30-day window where it doesn't. But I wasn't quite sure. Well, you're right. It's supposed to be that if you shop for car loans within a 30-day period, it should all count as one inquiry. What I would tell Kim is it's when, after you're doing this, If you pull your credit report at annualcreditreport.com and you see multiple inquiries there uh, and it's harming your score, call me and I'll help you dispute that. Okay, perfect. And then the second one was from Catherine in Hatfield who said that she is trying to rebuild her credit and wanted to know if the credit cards where you have to send them a deposit to get the credit, like you have to send them $200 or whatever the amount is to get the credit card 
to try to rebuild your credit? Is that a scam or is that worth it to do? Uh, a secured credit card. Now, I'm not saying there aren't scams out there about that, but a, con- a secured credit card is a way to rebuild your credit. Uh, you put $500 down, they give you a $500 limit, uh, and you charge a few things, and then you get other credit card companies uh, start sending you offers. It can be very helpful, but there are other cards you can get, uh, even if your credit is really bad. I like to say these, these places will offer a credit card to anybody with a pulse. It's a very <laughs> credit limit. But you don't have to put any money up front, and you can just use it and restore your credit, rebuild your credit a bit. And as you get better cards, you get rid of these. Okay. So she can do it. If she wants to call me, I'm happy to help her. It's a you know, free thing. She can just call me, and I'll tell her. Yeah, per- uh, Perfect. And if anybody has any other questions, I'm going to try to do this you know, as often as we can. You can email me at jtyler at whmp.com. And I love it because I'm just throwing these to you at the fly, and you've got the answers for it. So that's great. <laughs> It's fun. All right. What is the phone number one more time? Thanks. 413-773-3333. Or visit you at HugYourMoney.com. We will have more coming up next Saturday with Financial Fitness and the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. Thank you so much. Thank you.